It's Arnie's birthday Zoom with Rafael Davis. That face does not need to be introduced to Purdue fans or to fans of the Big Ten Network, et cetera. Uh, Ray Davis has made a lot of uh, done a lot of things since he wore that jersey number thirty five. Purdue was a defensive stopper for the Boilermakers. First of all, happy birthday, twenty nine, good age for for a guy. You're looking good for that age. I uh, appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, glad to have another go round. Yeah, that's that's always a good way to look at it and, and a true statement. All right, you have been a busy man. I mean, obviously, if anybody watches uh, the career of Rafael Davis, it's not only one in, in broadcasting, but also with the BTN, and you've done a, really done a good job uh, as you've grown into that role, but also the difference that you're making uh, in not only uh, around around Purdue land, but certainly in your hometown of Fort Wayne. Talk about your foundation and maybe, you know, when you look at birthdays or a day sometimes to reflect on where you are in your life and what's ahead. And uh, tell me a little bit of how all that is fitting in well with uh, Rafael Davis uh, in, in the years to come. I mean, no, it's um, for me, birthdays are a time, like you said, to reflect, to enjoy the moment, but it's also a time where I look back and I think about guys that they won't get another birthday or guys that I grew up that with, they'll be incarcerated for the rest of their birthdays. Yeah. yeah. So knowing that and knowing that there's a guy that has a birthday right after me, September 1st, who's one of those guys that is going to have the rest of his birthdays incarcerated. He was a better athlete than me. And that's one of the reasons the foundation kind of came into play is to one, give those kids who, People always say every kid has a chance, but it's one, some kids, when your mom or your father has gone away or they're in the street or at work, sometimes the streets raise you in a sense, or whoever is the most powerful person on your block, they raise you. And sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes you have a kid, like we see our summer, summer league, 11 years old, in and out of juvenile system, doesn't have a bed at home. So it's one of those things where those kids sometimes maybe – Maybe they are a great athlete. Maybe they're not a great athlete, but maybe they just love the game of basketball. We bring them in. We have them go through camp, league, whatever, but we show them different ways where it doesn't take you to go off and be an NBA player to have a successful life, to have a good life, to live. I mean, quite honestly, I'm very transparent with them, and it's it's what they see. It's their everyday. You can live better than the drug dealers and the guys that's doing wrong just by having a regular – everyday career it's something that kids don't think about when you think about as a kid in my neighborhood you play basketball you're the player you go off and you play you're some guys trying to do music whatever some guys getting to crime you don't really talk about or or you see those guys that just families that just are in poverty don't have a lot you never talk about or really see or really understand that there's a pharmaceutical salesman out there there's a I mean, you understand lawyers, you see them on TV, but there's just so many different careers that, I mean, a mechanic, a plumber that's making well over 100000 whatever, understanding that that job, that career can take you a long way and can really take care of your family, could change your family's life. If you're a family that's making around thirty, forty thousand a year, you go out and you get a career, you're making a hundred, hundred or 40000 you could change your entire family's situation. And that's what our program is based on, is built on. We have kids that come to camp and will be really good basketball players because I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. We have a couple kids yeah, that I think good. will be really, really good. 
right, no matter their situation, they just need a little help and we can give them that because we have myself, Lou Jack, um, Anthony, Josh Gentry, all guys play high major basketball. We're really good in that aspect to help kids in that way. But it's also to the point where even those kids say you are really good. Say you do come from a middle-class back- background and you're not in the inner city, but not everyone has $150 every month to pay for AAU. Right. $2,000 a year to just shell out and just boom. Like no, not a lot. Some people get $2,000 bonuses for a year. And you think about shelling that out on top of travel, on top of hotels, on top of food on the road, $200 entry fees for the weekend. Basketball is turning into a middle-class, upper-class sport. And you think about the training trainers now, it used to be a point where we go to the YMCA as a guy working at the end of the gym. You go down there, you work with them, you work on your game. We tell you, come back tomorrow. You go back tomorrow. And that's your trainer. Now it's guys on Instagram that Twitter that charge $70, $80 an hour for a session. And these are guys that, and no disrespect to them, and I'm a trainer. But yeah. These are guys that's never played basketball before, some of them. And I'm watching them train. And it's, I go to the rec center here in Atlanta or in, up in Fort Wayne or in Chicago, and it's, it's a bunch of hype behind it. And a lot of parents are getting tricked into the hoopla of social media and whatnot and who has the most followers and not necessarily about the game. So you have kids that are getting pushed out of the game just because of finances. So we come in and we understand that everybody can't pay $400 to go to a Purdue basketball camp on campus. But a lot of kids may be able to afford a $75 camp at Harrison High School or McCutcheon High School with the same people there yeah. if you when you think about it or if you have a camp in Fort Wayne for a week maybe kid, maybe parents they don't want their kids at home by themselves all day they send them to camp for a week you get breakfast lunch you get a t-shirt it's just a lot of different reasons we built this program the way we did so we can kind of service every every piece of everyone and then it's also and I know I'm long-winded with this but it's you're also, passionate about it which is great that's what it's about my friend but then this is the last point of it is just that when I think of basketball camp, and I think of just Purdue, I think of my time at Purdue. I had myself from Fort Wayne. Uh, Biggie was from Fort Wayne. Um, Grady, John McKeeman. And great, Biggie's a lot younger than me, but Grady's not too far from me. John McKeeman's same great. I never saw those guys at basketball camp growing up. We were same town. So it's a thing where we have camps and we try and build bridges throughout the city because we have our camp at OPS, the brand new facility at DuPont. I had on now. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. And kids from that area will come and they can afford $75 basketball camp. But we also open it up for, if you cannot afford a camp, you can come for free. Yeah. So that way we have, and for every kid that pays, we have a, we raise for scholarships. So we have 30 kids that pay for camp. We raise 30, 30 scholarships. And it's kind of just the format we've kind of stuck with. So in that, you have kids from all different areas. You have kids from the worst part of the city. You have kids from the best part of the city. And if you grow up together at that, in that type of setting from fourth, fifth grade, and you're in camp, when you get to high school, you don't have those tensions when that school plays that school. Or if yeah. these kids go to that party, they're welcome there and vice versa. And it just, if people talk about change and, especially the social dynamic and in the racial climate, 
Yeah. I think it starts at a youth age. And when you grow up together in that sort, it builds all type of bridges. No doubt. I mean, I, I think it's a, the folks that uh, that grew up in middle class, upper middle class have no or have little understanding of that. And I think it's an important thing you're bringing the, ta- bringing the table because a lot of the people that can go afford to go to Purdue basketball games and have enjoyed watching you play over the years, uh, we take some of us take that for granted. And it's an excellent point. You mentioned also, and I think I read somewhere about Caleb first and, and the example of a guy in the Fort Wayne area, one of those guys that wasn't in the inner city, but is now, you know, worked with some camp or camp with him in kind of building that bridge and having kids look up to, yeah, Caleb first is going to be a big time, uh, a big 10 player, et cetera, is developing into that. But that role that a Caleb first can play uh, to helping build that bridge as well. It's huge with the Purdue Alliance, what they've been able to do with the NIL. It's um, been unbelievable to work with those guys and, see their passion behind it and you think about we're ha- think about it we're having camp at OPS Caleb first Luke Good Luke Goody yeah. French lawyer they're training with Kevin Bloom at from OPS they're training on another court the kids from camp they see him training they understand yeah. that was Mr. Basketball he's him he's who he is now they get to see him coming in their neighborhood yeah. so it's no long sometimes you get you believe in it more when you can touch it or you can see it and now not only do they get to see him, but he gets to see them and he gets to have a better appreciation for everyone. He gets to give back time. He gets to really support the community. And if others see Caleb doing it, more will follow and more yeah. will do it. And then it's just one of those things where next, you know, Luke Goody may start coming. Next, you know, Fletcher Lawyer may start coming. And then it's a thing where Keon Brooks, Sidney Curry, Malik Williams, a lot of guys that can come from the city. And I think that's what happened within Fort Wayne is that, let's speaking for my community, is that yeah. YMCA shut down, the church upward league shut down, all the different little basketball leagues shut down and crime rise. Yeah. And people forget about that side of town. So when you bring in high major people, high caliber people, you put in free basketball leagues, you put in free training development and things like that. You bring in coaches clinics, you get Matt Painter to come to a fundraiser or whatnot. You bring a different type of energy surrounding basketball. And now we're starting to see the kids really grow and to not, not giving us the credit, but you see from, are where we started you see different camps pop up you see different guys pop up in community start different things and i support it all and i think it's just it does nothing but help and i think fort wayne could be an example of how you could have a free a free program for kids and that we judge it by in four years our kids go to school whether they play ball or whether they don't and then in the four, another four years what do they come out of school and do and I think it's a um, program built for success, even in a sense of next month. Well, I say next month in two two weeks, the yeah. second football game. I'm bringing some kids up to campus from um, from Fort Wayne, and we're gonna go. To, we're gonna stay on campus. We're gonna go Friday. We're gonna try. We're gonna have Caleb first, like you just said, yeah. something that he's a part of our program for. Give him a tour around campus, show him around. They can see, hopefully, see Purdue work out basketball wise. We stay overnight. That next morning, we get to tailgate, hopefully watch open gym, go to football game, and different things in that these kids will get to see. Like, 
you get to see like this is what college is. This is what college salary is. They understand that. Wait. It raises expectations. I mean, yeah, yeah. high school won't be the best part of my life. This is this is this is big time, and and it change. And for the kids that we have a couple kids that say they want to play college football, it'll give them this is what it takes. And for the kids that want to play basketball, when they see open gym or they see the workout, they'll see this is the level that it takes. If they want to get to that level, they get to see it. Sometimes. You can hear from it from your parents. You can hear from from your coach. But if you don't see it, you don't know. You know, that's one NIL has had its challenges just because it's changed. It's new. Everybody's trying to figure out what the heck is really going on. But this is a true advantage of it because all of a sudden the barriers that you might have had as a player, just doing things that are charity, charity charitably driven that you had to deal with NCAA hoops uh, to jump jump through, that, that barrier is gone. That's got to be a net positive for at least from that perspective of NIL. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I mean, I think back from my days, I, my brother had a barbershop in Indianapolis and was told I couldn't post my brother's barbershop. I couldn't post my trainer and things like that. Well, yeah. now guys can get paid to do it. And it's great that you can um, do different things like that. And when NIL is done the right way, like I, I super appreciate what the Alliance is doing and how they're going about it. And the way they're going about it is they're really taking care of the players in a real way, but then they're also doing real work. And yeah. I think that's what it's all about using your name to do real work. And hopefully a lot of the guys or a lot of kids, players, whatever, they're not just hoping to get NIL deals. They're working these NIL deals to turn them into future career opportunities. Cause yeah. one time, one day you're going to stop tackling people. You're going to start running races. You're going to stop dribbling the basketball. And if you've had all these NIL deals, but you haven't monetized them further to careers or to real partnerships, you really dropped the ball. And I think that's a part that not a lot of people are talking about, but I hope with these agents and with these firms or whatever these kids are signing with, that they understand that if you're a guy that you're not going pro, but you get some NIL deals, when you're three years out of college, you're not getting no NIL money anymore. You got to have a career. So hopefully you're not just the face of a company. You can end up being a part of a company. Yeah, Big announcement uh, forthcoming Boilermaker Alliance and Jeff McKeon and company, well, I think on Thursday, September 1st, about five, five, four hours before kickoff, Drew Brees will be in town. Some some uh, big happenings that we'll know more about uh, with that as well. All right, you've tied this in. You're also a role model because your other job, uh, which I think I sense just by the way you do it, that you really enjoy your broadcasting career with BTN, et cetera. Talk about that development, not only just from a role modeling standpoint, but also, you know, you're a smart guy. You're college educated. You had to, you have to get better at something. Talk about how you've, how you've constantly worked to improve that craft uh, throughout your time uh, with the BTN. Uh, I mean, one is reps. I would yeah. say reps and coming in when guys are sick. Um, if you <laughs> ask you to be somewhere, be there. I mean, don't ask questions, but then ask a lot of questions. Um, I mean, I don't know if I, I guess the producers or the vice, the VPs, they probably tired of me. I'm a guy that right after I get off the set, I'm coming to you. How was that? I'm yeah. asking. I would call it a call to Indiana, Nebraska game. I was leaving the studio. And I called our one of our VPs and asked him how it was. So I'm a guy that I'm not as scared of feedback. I want yeah. it. I want coaching. I want to. And it gets to the point where you ask for feedback so much, 
you start to just get natural coaching. And I think some people just like to coach. And I think that was one of the real big things that helped me was just asking every, I mean, from, I mean, from Andy to Robbie to Trent Meacham and Trey Dibbs, they're new. I was asking questions from Dave, Rick Pizzo. I asked just a lot of questions. And then from there, trying to find my own little, trying to not find, actually just being myself, trying yeah. not to be someone else, trying not to be a character of someone else, trying to just be who I was and kind of sometimes my sentences don't stop with a period or they don't flow right, but it makes sense in my head and just going with that and watching a lot of, I mean, if you look on my, to go in my office or watch, go in my room, it's going to be ESPN or Fox sports. It's going to yeah. be, you go on to YouTube. I'm watching all the clips and not to see, say what those guys are saying, but just seeing the different ways of how different people break down the game and trying to really, just horn the craft, trying to read different books. But it's been a lot of fun because it's something I never would have thought I've been doing, but it's something that yeah. I really um, appreciate doing. And it's really, um, it ties into everything because with our program being bigger than basketball, me teaching the kids that you can do other things in a sport besides be the player. After they saw this, I was no longer Preacher Ray. They yeah. started to believe it. So yeah. it's just big time in a lot of different ways. And hopefully, um, I, I could do it as long as they allow me to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you, you, you know, like you said, you take, you, you take, a, it takes work to do it. You know, yeah. you got to put the work in to be good. You got to be up to the level so you can talk about Indiana and Nebraska and what they're doing, what Nebraska is doing, even though they might've been last in the big 10. Uh, you got to know as much about them as you know, about uh, about Purdue. Right. Yeah, exactly. You have to, I mean, but then you got, you got to know every little thing. You got to know guys that are walk-ons. You got to know, What's going on within the program? Who's hurt? I mean, who's sick? Um, who the matchups that's going to work in this game that may not work in another game? It's a lot of watching film, talking to coaches. Like this fall, I hit all the schools to try and just check in and kind of see what's going on and kind of that'll give me a little leg up. Something I didn't get to do last year, but it'll be it's 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 work definitely. But I uh, I, I mean, I see it as just like one of those things where I still can't believe that it is work. So it's one of the things I um, I enjoy so much. I'm just gonna keep keep working until they tell me to stop. Cause um, but it's great people and a great network and the commissioner's great, um, the president of the network's great. It's just um, the Big Ten takes care of you and the league. The coaches treat you well in the league. Like um, you gain an appreciation after you like me myself. I never got to be around the coaches as a player and essentially. But you gain more of appreciation in this role because you see how Tom Izzo treats the media. And it's just you can do nothing but love and respect those guys. Yeah. Purdue's got a good one in Matt Painter and the way he does. I always thought he would have been darn good if he ever decides to get out of the out of the uh, coaching business. He'd be a darn good analyst, don't you I think? I, I mean, I always tell people, you think about myself, guys think I, I'm okay doing it. And Robbie's probably one of the best in the business. Robbie's really good. We both graduated from the Matt Painter basketball school school of yeah. basketball so I mean it's the way we break you hear Ryan Smith talk about the game you hear DJ Bird Lou Jack you hear different guys talk yeah. about the way they break it down it's you could tell everybody came from that locker room and I mean paint if he got into this he'd be one of the best at it yeah I don't I don't have any doubt about that and without any garbage I mean he just you call it like he sees it. I, I think and that's what you do a good job of as well you know you got to be honest 
but you yeah. got to be who you are and uh, you do a great job with that. All right. The birthday question, family, friends, any, any plans for tonight? And then I want to ask you one other question about Purdue Penn state and, and being on that stage on a first game. Let's go to birthdays first. What uh, any plans for you with your family? Nah, not necessarily. We go to dinner. Um, yeah. My wife told me she had a surprise for me. I'm not sure what that will be, but uh, <laughs> okay. my three-year-old, my three-year-old runs the family. So we'll go to dinner yeah. probably. Uh, the four-month-year-old doesn't have too much input. So um, <laughs> nothing too crazy. Growing up, we would always go to Red Lobster. That was always a big thing. Ah. Growing up, going to Red Lobster on everybody's birthday. So that was always like the, um, it's like the five, I would have told you Red Lobster was a five-star restaurant. So yeah. Was, it is a five-star risk. So is Arnie's, but Red Red Lobster is too, man. <laughs> All right. Tell me about tell me about that being on Purdue football. Obviously, a lot of expectations. You know, you follow sports uh, at a big level. You know you know big time events when you see them. Thursday night's gonna be big in West Lafayette. Uh, what's that like for guys when you gotta come out and play it? game one uh, there ain't there no ex- exhibition here you got to play it with the lights around what do you think is going through some of those guys heads as they uh take on the nittany lions on thursday i think they're gonna come in i think they're gonna come in this season with the energy they finished with last season <clears throat> and i think that's kind of how it goes sometimes and i think um they just want to build off of it but this is a time where like you said it's a big game early so there's naturally just a little bit of jitters there, just naturally, yeah. just because you, you, you're just naturally going to be out. There's probably going to be a sold out game. It's a night game. The lights are going to be on. This is what you come for. And for those freshmen or for those guys that didn't see much time on the field last season, this is what you, this is what you signed up for. And yeah. it's got to be one of those feelings where now Purdue is in a place to where they can really prove themselves. This is one of those, we can get over the hump type of games. We can really put Purdue in that type of conversation. And, you know, Penn State has that historic name and they're Penn State and this can really set Purdue apart and it can really set up the season to be a historic run for Purdue. And I think when you have all of that going to it, naturally you have those jitters, but then it's up to coach. And I think we have the best coach for the job to knock those jitters out, to keep everybody even tilt, to not get emotionally drunk, as Coach Paint would say. I think Coach has the perfect temperament to be real rah-rah enough, but also level-headed to where you're energizing, but you're not necessarily losing your mind and you're keeping everybody else calm. I think a lot of that is going to come down to him and the coaching staff's temperament, and I think that's where – we could really separate ourselves just because of the mindsets and he getting those jitters out of people. And I think they can go from there. Cause I think this is a game that a lot of fans have been waiting um, years for a moment like this, not necessarily uh, if we win, it won't be upset. It's not the Ohio state game. It's not those type of games where you're not expected to win. It's like we have a chance. They have a chance. And if we win, we the fans understand the moment. And I think it'd be great for everybody when you think about not only has basketball come a long way from when my sophomore year last place, yeah. football was also last place that same year. Yeah. So it's been just a great turnaround to get to this point. All right. You are going to be enjoy your last year in your 20s. But I think the thing you said 
that's important. It's about being part of the conversation, whether it's being that with kids, talking to them straight up, about being the part of the conversation if you're a big-time program trying to get to the next level. Ray, you're an inspiration. Even though you're just about uh, half my age, uh, I appreciate all you're doing for a lot of people, and uh, uh, we enjoy that. Uh, we've all, you've always been great to us at Golden Black. We, we're grateful for that, but uh, anything we can do to help your, help your cause, uh, we're here to do so as well. Have a great birthday. Uh, I hope whatever special thing your wife has for you, it'll be a good one. So that'll be good for you as well. All right. All right. Take care, my friend. Have a great birthday. Thanks to Arnie's for its support. And uh, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you, I'm sure, in West Lafayette uh, early and often this year. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.